Are you a CEO or sales leader with little or no time to coach your sales development team? Or is your expertise in areas other than sales? At eXp, we exist to help your sales development team to increase pipeline and grow your company exponentially. We dive into the trenches with sales individuals within your organization to coach them through the discomfort and excitement of cold calls and help them fully utilize the sales technology tools you have invested in. For more information on how eXp can help grow your organization, visit the website found in the bio. Exceptional coaching enables exceptional potential. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Sales eExperience podcast. We have Fabiola De Silva, Senior SDR at a test with us today, and she shares all of her thoughts around how mindfulness, gratitude, optimism, resilience all help her to be successful and to maintain her six plus month target hitting streak. Hope you enjoy the show. So Fabiola, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Oh, you're welcome, John. <laughs> so if we can start, tell me a bit about you and, and what it is you do. Yeah, um, well, I am an SCR and I work for a company called Attest that is essentially a consumer intelligence platform that helps companies of all sizes to find out whether consumers are thinking about their products and services. And we do it with the purpose of companies putting their consumers into the heart of decision making for the benefit. Um, I've been working at a test for about a year now, really love it, couldn't be more happy that I started my sales career in a SaaS company as an SDR and now I've been recently promoted to senior which is really great as well. Awesome. So that is a bit of an introduction to who I am. Excellent. Well, first of all, congratulations on your recent promotion. What what is an SDR? What what do you do day to day in your job? So for those of you who don't know, SDR stands for Sales Development Representative. If I am a, a person that is involved in part of the sales process to primarily to try to find opportunities of companies that fit into what we call an ideal customer profile and make sure that we qualify them very well to pass them on to the account executives who are the ones who carry the whole sales process uh, from that moment onwards to hopefully closing a deal with them. Um, So on a daily basis, I communicate with prospects on different channels, which can be emails, phone calls, videos, LinkedIn, events, etc. that help me to understand a little bit more about their problems and based on the knowledge I have on a test and also on a sales process in general, I'm able to coach them through the process of understanding whether this could be an effective solution for them. So in essence, that's what an SCR does and that's what I do. Excellent. I love the way you described that coaching them through the process of how they should evaluate buying a platform like a test. Um, I think a lot of salespeople think their job is to convince somebody to do something. Yeah. But coaching them through that process is a really nice way to put it. Um, so, so tell me, let's, let's go back a little bit. Talk to me about how you ended up at a test. What, what has your career looked like up until this point? So I've got a very interesting journey so far. I started, um, uh, and well, first of all, I'm from another country. I'm not from the UK. I'm from a lovely country in South America called Venezuela. 
and everyone in the office knows that I am from there because <laughs> I tell everyone not only in the office but everyone who knows me knows that I'm Venezuelan um yeah it's an amazing place to be from I absolutely love everything back home but I sort of decided that I just didn't want to be there anymore based on the political and economical situation and yeah so my family was in the UK I decided to move back I was doing university decided not to finish what I was doing came here started my journey studying different business courses working and I started working in different B2C sales roles Mm -hmm. um, where I was going you know going up really quickly on on targets and hitting my target consistently and and I sort of you know came to the conclusion that I as, as much as I was hitting target on a constant basis, I wasn't learning that much. And, and I wasn't working in a company that was, you know, forefront at what they were doing and, and, and wasn't necessarily where I wanted to be and, and wasn't providing me the growth that I wanted. Mm-hmm. So before I joined the test, um, this is a very, um, very nice story. I sat down with a life coach, wrote a list of the things I wanted to have in my next role um, and those are the things I wanted to live by so things like you know I wanted a place that supported me and my autonomy to make my own decisions within the work that I had to do a place that understood that you know I have other interests as well so like I volunteer and, and I wanted a place to understand that could understand that I wanted to sell a good 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 product um, that I would feel so confident about and I believe so much in that I would find it very easy to talk mm-hmm. about um, so yeah, and more, many more other things, but essentially that, and I couldn't have found a better place to fit with, like to fit that criteria than what a test is today. So this is how my, now my sales, B2B SaaS sales uh, journey has started and, and, and this is how, how it is. And it's all, yeah, thanks to the opportunity I have here with the test, which, which has been pretty awesome. And I've learned so much in such a short period of time. It, it's, it's just crazy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so you, you say you, you kind of quit university. What, what were you studying and, and how did you come to that decision? So I was studying chemical engineering oh, when, wow. I, yeah, when I was back home. Um, I, did, I did two years of, because um, university back home lasts for five years instead, yeah. of, instead of three like here. So I did um, the first two years and... and it was pretty much basic engineering module, so I never got to do the, the actual chemical engineering bit. And I um, was very good at, at doing that, so I've considered myself a high achiever throughout my entire life. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, when I came here to the UK, it was just, you know, because I was assessed as an international student, it was just very difficult to get into university and, and pay for it by myself. My family couldn't support me at that mm-hmm. moment. So I sort of came to the conclusion that I wanted to make something minimal, meaningful out, out of the work I was doing. So in every opportunity I had, I just tried to learn as much as I could to go to the next step as quickly as possible. So I started working in an English language school, a very small one in Elephant and Castle here in London. Um, started, you know, front of house reception and then got moved to sales and marketing because of my language capabilities mm-hmm. and because they had seen that I was quite good at presenting, you know, a value proposition to a customer. Um, and then I was working uh, without even knowing in a B2B sales role where I had to sell the school courses to different international agents around the globe, right? And I had my targets and I had um, specific criteria to hit every month. And then I moved on to another role where I was um, helping different international students to come to study here in the UK. And I had a target of how many students I had to enroll at university. I had a quota for universities. So um, I sort of 
that's how my way into sales has sort of you know gone it, it was it was very natural which i'm very happy of um and very happy about probably it would have if i would have had the right opportunities i would have progressed and and finished studying the chemical engineering degree um i'm still very passionate about stem courses and i still motivate a lot of people back home to go and study stem um but i think i am in the best place i could ever think of for my life right now mm-hmm. So I'm extremely happy and grateful that my journey has come to the way it is because I enjoy so much talking to people on a regular basis, understanding their problems and knowing that you have something that can support them to do things better and getting paid for it is great. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That is definitely one of those underrated, I think as you're, as you're thinking about a career in sales, it's underrated how much that earning potential can be and, and how well you can do for yourself. But you mentioned a, a few minutes ago that you, you feel like you've learned a lot from your experience at a test. I, I just would be really interested if you could share kind of two or three of those experiences or those learnings that you've had kind of in the build-up um, to, to your recent promotion. Absolutely. So when I first joined, I was quite, even though I had been working in sales, I had never done pretty much outbound mm-hmm. um, yeah, outbound calls or outbound emails in my life. It was all always to qualified prospects that were coming through either um, an events page that I was, you know, signing, sign up mm-hmm. to as, as a school or when I was working for the a university recruitment agency, it was pretty much people that sign up to receive more information about studying abroad. So it was always inbound leads, right? I was always talking to people that somehow wanted to speak to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was quite, you know, worried about it. And when um, I first started, um, we, I started with another colleague the same day here at the test and we got split one to inbound and then the other one to outbound and the one who went into outbound was me. Um, and at the beginning I was very scared, but as, um, I don't know, as, as, as soon as the days went by and I started to send some emails and I started to get some replies and I just started to get very excited to like talk to people I had never talked to in my life. Uh, one, of, one of these examples is John Malone. Um, which are now one of our clients. It was one of my first email replies, which is quite interesting. Um, so I never, you know, I loved them alone. I use them um, all the time. And I would never just thought that based on, you know, outreach, so an, a cold email, we could have gotten an opportunity the size it was. Um, so one of the biggest sort of learnings that I've had since I joined was um, to make sure that when I don't know what how to do things, I'm able to ask people and get the right information and go and learn as long as I do them, not wait for me to learn something or to know something, to just do it. Um, and it's pretty much embedded into the culture of a test is just try things out till they work. One of the biggest things um, that I've learned as well, and you as a coach have helped me, has, you know, you have helped me so much since you joined us in, in July, August, was it July? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, July last year. Yeah, so since, since I started speaking to you, um, there was a period in between um, June and July that I, where I wasn't, you know, performing as well as I wanted to perform. And it was pretty much the first time in my life I was feeling like I was underperforming on something. And I spoke to you and I told you, John, I, I really, really want to hit my target. Like it, it, it is my main priority. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to achieve. And from there, from, from building that big picture of, you know, I want to be in a comfortable, comfortable position where I don't have to hit, think about the fact that I'm not hitting target. 
um, we draw we like drill down different things that I had to do in order to get there. Things like you know instead of working to get a meeting booked to an AE every few days, working on getting a meeting booked to an AE every day of the week, and focusing my attention on those little activities is what really drove me to start hitting target consistently to the point I haven't missed a target since, and that makes me sort of very proud to say because mm-hmm. it's been a few months since since that conversation happened and it's just been meeting hitting exceeding target on a constant basis um which is awesome that's some really wonderful experiences i really appreciate you you sharing some of those so you, you talked there about changing that goal almost from i need to hit target to, to breaking that down into those daily goals of i need to book a meeting every day and everything on that day is focused to getting that meeting and getting that next next thing that you needed how i guess how has your mindset changed to help you to do that what what are some of the things you think about on a daily basis to make sure that you i guess have the right level of intensity and keep the level of quality that you need to make sure you can can achieve those micro goals so um my role is all about activity right so it comes down to what are you putting in and what are you getting out of it uh, and it comes both ways, so uh, in quantity, but also in quality. So one of the most important things I started to work on when we started to work on this sort of mentality was, am I putting the uh, enough amount of time in a day to talk to people um, that I'm interested to talk to, or am I just calling you know, the inbound leads that are irrelevant to you know, what we're interested in? Um, we had a very interesting KPI last year here, um, in which we had to do 250 calls a week. It's quite common in sales and, and, and it's quite achievable, to be fair. Uh, 250 calls a week, it's, it's definitely achievable. Was it something that was bringing me results? Um, arguable. So I don't know. So I stopped focusing on, on those you know, KPI metrics of activity and I started focusing on, okay, is the activity I'm doing bringing me conversations with prospects and then are those conversations converting into meetings? So like, are those prospects I'm speaking to the right prospects to speak to? So that was was the first thing I worked on. And then it progressed on to how can I scale this? Like, how can I make this repeatable? Where can I find the next opportunity for tomorrow or for Thursday, for Friday? Making sure that every day of the week I had a meeting booked in the diary just gave me the confidence to feel, okay, if I'm able to do it for a week, then I can do it for two weeks and I can do it for three weeks and I can do it for four weeks. And, and, and it's not going to be something that's going to, you know, be on the back of my mind all the time playing and saying, oh, I need to do more is I have everything I need to succeed with it. So I do a lot of uh, mindful mindfulness work as well. And, and that really helps to, to, to stay grounded in that and say, um, you know, just test things out. And when you find something that works for you, then just make sure that, you do it constantly and regularly and don't punish yourself when something goes wrong because you have to then trust the process you've built for yourself. That's that's so interesting. And I think there's a real lesson for people starting their first sales job or any new sales job there in that it's about working out what a good week looks like. A good week for you is I book a meeting every day and I have at least one meeting booked for each day of the week that can convert into a sales accepted lead. And then from there, it's like, how do I scale that to make sure that I am not having one power week where I invest all my energy and I need to sleep for 48 hours at the end of it. But it's 
what does a great week look like where I do the activities in the right way and I do the right quality and that's where you can scale from to a position of achieving target consistently. Um, I think too many people start a sales job with that desperation to hit the ramp target rather than I need to build my process, I need to make sure that I'm doing the things well enough that the quality's right and then from there I can scale that to do the quantity that's going to help me achieve what I need to achieve. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. And I can really relate to that because that's what I was thinking when I was ramping up. So I remember my first month I had to do five qualified meetings and I booked those five meetings in like 10 working days. So I still had the whole, like, you know, two, mm-hmm. two other weeks of the month that I could use to like build for the next month. But I was just so relaxed about the fact that, oh, I've just hit my ramp target for the month. I can already, you know, use this time to think properly about, you know, who am I going to prospect next? Um, but I just w- weren't focusing on that weekly consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it came to daily consistency, it was even better for me. Um, so I would say just um, for anyone starting in their sales career, find what works for you in those times. So for some people it works, you know, on a daily basis or for people working at, you know, hourly basis. So what am I doing in this hour to make sure that the result I want to get is this one, um, that I'm getting to what I want to. So what I'm going to say uh, is, is just find what works. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, I used to sit next to an SDR early, early in my career who knew that he got all of his success from emails but what he'd do is our KPI was 30 calls a day. So he'd make 30 calls first thing every day so that he never got asked about it. And then spend the rest of the day sending emails where he hit his target. And it used to amaze me that that, that was how not only he worked and was successful, but that no one questioned it. No one said, actually, let's investigate what's working and what consistent good performance looks like. And I think it's so important that, you know, it is important to have activity metrics. It's important to, to understand how many calls you should be making to have a certain number of conversations and so on and so forth. But getting that quality right and scaling from there is, is absolutely the key. So that maintaining that must be pretty intense and, and pretty difficult. Even when you scale it up from a place of knowing what it takes and knowing that you're capable of doing it, how do you, how do you maintain that? when not only can life get in the way, but a sales job is hard anyway. Like you need resilience at the best of times. How do you maintain that all the time? So that's a very good question. I, I always refer back to my favorite word, which is optimism. And, and I think that comes pretty much from my dad as well. I think he, he's a very optimistic person and he always likes to think about the things that he can achieve instead of the things that he has not um, instead of thinking of the past, basically. So back in my university days in Venezuela, there was a subject that I was about to fail and I had to do something like 30 out of 30 on an exam to, to pass it. And I, everyone was saying that I was not going to do it, that it was impossible, very tough exam, very tough subject. And I set myself the goal of doing it. I said, I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? I just had to do the subject again, right? I might as well try my hardest to get there and, and I won't have to do the subject again. And I studied so hard i remember waking up at 4 a.m on like saturdays and studying all day and going to every class with already the questions of two classes ahead and and just i kept 
writing on every single notebook the word optimism every time I would open them. So like I drove optimism as, you know, the key thing that was going to drive me to achieve that. And I did. I passed the subject. So that was a very big learning in my life towards, you know, where your mind limits are. And, and, and you can always go above that and you can always go above and beyond what your mind thinks you can achieve. Um, and from there, it comes my concept of resilience, which is being able to lift yourself up even when you've been down on a regular basis, mm-hmm. because you know that, you know that you have enough optimism to keep you towards what you want to achieve, sorry. Um, three big things that I try to keep as a motto every day. So resilience, resistance, and persistence. Every morning, my, my morning routine is starting today, thanking for being able to open my eyes again. I think, uh, I'm thankful for three things, and I always think of three things I want to achieve by the end of the day. And when I go to bed, at the end of the day, I try to revise if I achieved those things, and if I, don't, if I didn't, um, I'm also thankful for the, the things I did achieve. So um, that makes me work on the three things. So it makes me work on resilience, so being able to you know, accept the fact that even if I didn't achieve something, I achieved things. Uh, resistance um, so being able to hang there even when it's very difficult and persistence in in which I won't stop till I get to where I want to be so that those are uh, sort of two core things that 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 drive me and that keep me on a regular basis achieving that on a mindset uh, perspective and I think that's very useful for a lot of people to learn because um, it's it's quite difficult to let emotions drain you within sales and something that is being recently talked about a lot in health in, in sales is mental health mm-hmm. and, and how to take care of it and how to make sure you're there on your best shape every day. And I think there's no perfect answer, but my answer is just make sure you, you keep those emotional levels up and, and it's all done by trusting yourself and knowing that you can achieve things and that's through optimism. It's really interesting. I, I love the idea of bookending your entire day with those things. It's not when you arrive at work. It's not midway through the morning. It's first thing when you wake up. What am I grateful for and what am I going to achieve? And then reviewing that before you, before you go to sleep. I think, and, and as, you, as you talked about um, kind of mental health in the workplace and, and specifically mental health and sales, I, um, I spoke to an organisation today who one of their company benefits is a subscription to a meditation app to Calm or Headspace or, or one of those um, services. And it's definitely a hot topic and something that that is incredibly important. You know, you, you look at, and, and I think historically people have talked about mental toughness as something that is important to a successful salesperson, but then haven't ever done anything to support people in that. Um, and I, I think there's a, a lot of, I guess a lot of assistance needed um, for that because sales is one of those careers that can be incredibly rewarding and needs to be more inclusive in the way that it can provide assistance to help people achieve that mental toughness. I couldn't agree more with you. And I think it's underestimated the amount of pressure that salespeople go through. We have to hit targets that not only are our targets, we're, we're responsible for the business growth. So we have to hit them so the business can continue to grow. And, and that can sound like a very simple thing, but when it comes down to mid-month and you haven't done what you have to do to get there, it can be very, very stressful. So to mitigate that, I plan. So I plan ahead and, and I try to be ahead of where, where I have to be with those things I talked about before. Mm-hmm. So just making sure that there is enough direction to, 
to get there without having to punish myself for not having get there and learning from every situation really so it feels like a test has been a wonderful experience for you and i guess i'd just like to spend a couple of minutes talking about as a business what are some of the things that you you love about working here Oh, I could go on for hours. <laughs> um, I love a test. I think a test as a company has very similar values to the ones I have as an individual. And that's why I think I fit it in here so well. To begin with, all the values that a test lives by, once again, are things like responsible autonomy, being able, you know, being able and trusted to do your job, but being accountable for it. Mm. Um, open-minded innovation, so being always, you know, welcoming new things to try, new things to test out. Um, always building around real users, so we're constantly thinking about the actual problems that our prospects are facing, our clients are facing. So I was in the other day with our COO, Tony, in an event, and he was saying, when we are working towards building a new feature of the platform, we work on solving a prospect's problems. Sometimes that problem has not even been uncovered yet, but we get to the bottom of the situation before, before we build something, um, because otherwise we become a feature building machine mm. and we are not, we're solving problems. Um, and I just absolutely love that and, and couldn't agree more. This is why we are in business. We are here to solve people's problems. Um, and at the end of the day, business people are people as well, right? And one of my favorite ones, uh, one of my favorite values of a test, and I'm forgetting two now, but one of my favorite ones is um, the 10% growth and adventure time. So something that I really like is the idea of having time from your yearly hours, weeks of work to spend on growth and development, so learning and, and developing yourself academically or, or with a specific skills that you want to develop or doing charitable work and that's something I'm very involved in. I help a lot of charities back home, in particular one called um, Here in Venezuela that supports um, medical, medical, different medical affairs in, in my home country. And I have the time to go and do that within my working hours. And I have the time to reply to emails or, or be on top of the things that I want to be in as an ambassador of that charity, which is great. Um, and yeah, so apart from it, it's just an environment where you can actually like absolutely feel like you can be yourself at a hundred percent of the time. Everyone's there to support you to be the best version of yourself. So your managers, your coaches, um, the managers of your managers, everyone just wants to get the best out of you. Mm-hmm. And everyone here, um, apart from the fact that everyone is really smart, which is something great to have because you, you get inspired every day by people's mm-hmm. ideas. Um, you always want to keep up to that, right? Like, so you always have high standards to hit within your work environment. And there is always a space for learning. Um, my dad, uh, which is someone that is very important in my life, always tells me, um, wherever there's no space for learn, either you have to find that space for learn or go somewhere else where you can have it. And that's probably where the, like sort of the rock that I hit in my previous role. So I couldn't be more grateful that I found it here at the test. That's wonderful. That's really, really wonderful. Um, Awesome. So, you've you recently been promoted. We mentioned that a few times. What what is the difference? What does that mean that you're now a senior SDR? How has that changed some of the things you need to think about and some of the things that you're accountable for in your role? Um. So, yeah, it, it's a very interesting position. I it, it means different things for different companies. I can tell you what it means here at the yeah. test. 
And what it essentially means is I am accountable for a few more things than I was before. So I'm still focused on booking meetings, hitting my target. I have a slightly higher target or a slightly different target um, than the rest of the SDRs. I'm quite focused on a different type of company now, mm-hmm. um, slightly larger companies that, that can help us close bigger opportunities mm-hmm. for the company as well, um, but also have a, an overall higher target. But is also very focused on helping with, with learning and development for the rest of the SDRs. So I'm, I'm helping a lot with something internally that we're developing called the Attest Academy, which is um, a space where we're going to build an onboarding for SDRs, which is going to take our current onboarding to the next level, basically, um, and also helping with mentoring new SDRs too. So working very closely with whoever's going to join the team, we're scaling very quickly. So we're hiring people pretty much you know, every few months. So making sure they have a space where they can talk about their challenges and they have somebody that they can relate to. So they have an amazing manager, so James, who is our manager. It, it's incredible. He has taken all of us to the next level. But having somebody like uh, me, who has been through the whole journey, who knows, you know, what it is to not be on target, what it is to be there as well, and what it is to be there on a consistent basis. So that's something that that I can probably share a lot of experience on and, and we can probably support each other on that. Um, so just make sure they're not alone and, and they're being supported. And also, obviously, um, I love the SDR role. It, it has taught me so many things about you know, just getting to speak to people you've never spoken to before. So I'm never in my life going to be ever afraid to send any emails or communications to anyone ever. Um, but I also would like to at some point move to the next level. I, I love to see how AEs think about the sales process and how they bring different stakeholders and the way they they enroll a whole you know group of people into a conversation that brings value enough to sell a product. I love that process as well. So that's where I want to be in the next, in the upcoming months. So that's um, what we're aiming. Also with the senior SDR role is to, for me to be able to understand smaller opportunities and see what is the likelihood for us to to close them um, with me in charge. That is what it is. Awesome. I think it's a a really important role and I, I like that at a test they've codified that. That it's not just, oh, you're, you've been in the longest, so you may or may not be treated as a senior SCR, but there are specific responsibilities assigned and then additional expectations that come with that. Um, it's, it's something that I, I recognise as, as being really important and, and something that is not only very well deserved by you to, to find yourself in that position, but something that you will be very successful in in both your own performance and, and helping raise the team around you. I want to dive into something slightly different um, just just for a couple of minutes. Um, so you've talked about how important your responsibility is as someone with some experience to help those around you going through new experiences. You talked also about uh, your experience with a life coach that helps you to, to kind of plan out the things that you want to do in the future. I just want to spend a couple of minutes, you know, at a t- test, you've got um, female members of the executive team. You've got female account executives that are great role models for you to, to look up to. And that isn't something you see in a lot of tech companies or, or in enough tech companies is probably a, a fairer way to say that. And I guess I, I'm just interested in, in how that's helped you to feel comfortable here and to be successful and, and how important it is now for you as you continue to be successful in your career, to be that role model for other young women joining this profession? Absolutely. Um, so 
the fact that there are so many women here working at a test, especially within the sales team, we had an increase recently. It's great. I feel, I feel very glad that it is the fact because it's not the common denominator, as you said. I come from a very mindful, you know, position within my background. I've always focused a lot of my time in mindfulness, meditation, and understanding very well why do I do the things I do on a regular basis. So I did a live coaching course about two years ago in which I went through different stages on how to, you know, coach people for, for through different stages of their life and for different purposes. And I uh, went on and, and qualified myself on that. And so I, I understand the value of having somebody by your side helping you to get to where you want to get because we can get lost sometimes into, into where we want to be. Um, so I recognized that very early in my journey at a test, and also I had the opportunity, thanks again to, to a test, uh, to join a Women in Sales event that really, really inspired me in June last year. And one of the speakers talked about the importance of having, in every company, having a mentor, a coach, and a sponsor. Uh, a mentor is somebody who is there to guide you through where you want to get. A coach is somebody who is there to facilitate that change within the tools you already have. And a sponsor is somebody that internally can support the change you want to get to um, and get to the positions you want to reach to. So I, as I said, I very early recognized the need of this within my sales career. And um, I chose a mentor internally here at the test, which is Hillary, which is an amazing, amazing mentor and has helped me incredibly in things as little as message propositions to things like this is how you should send a follow-up email for next call with a prospect um, for a potential deal for example or things like um, this is the best way to go around you know asking a promotion so you have to be able to show progress and you have to be able to show enthusiasm um, so I um, that would be first of all my advice to anyone in a sales career look for mentor look for look for coach and look for sponsor um, we have a lot of tools and strategies and we're all we're all very capable of doing great things but with guidance we get there faster and more efficiently so yeah this is um, this is something that I've, I've very much recognized and, and, and feel that is a very important part of my of my time here and it will be and 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 I look up to them, as you said at the beginning as well. I, I see, I see myself. If I, if I talk about the next five, ten years, I see myself as a leader in a sales organization. In a, in, well, within the sales department of an organization, and and I think as well of, of what are the traits I want to have to get there, and what are the things that I'd like to have achieved by that time. So, um, I mean, I, I'd be very. I'd be very honest with you. I don't think that's the position in which I thought I would be five years ago. But also our CEO, Jeremy, once asked me, where do you see yourself in 12 years from now? And what can I help you? How can I help you to get there? And because I had never asked myself that question, I then started thinking about, you know, what is it that I really want to achieve? And, and how, do, how do I want to achieve that? And, and primarily it comes down to honesty, transparency, trust and experience and those are the, the things I want to carry on with me for the rest of my time till I get there and those are traits that I see in the women in leadership at a test here so that makes me very lucky to, to know that I have those traits in here and I can learn from them Awesome, I, I love that it's not just what I want to achieve but it's how I want to achieve it um, 
you know, one of the things that I've picked up from you is trying to post on LinkedIn every day. Um, it's something that you set as a goal for yourself and have, have done a fantastic job of. And something that I'm trying to do myself. <laughs> and today I, uh, I posted a picture of my team and I'd written, I ended up not saying this because I thought it was a bit too cheesy, but I wrote like the journey is the destination. Yeah. That it's all about the way in which we go through our experience. That that's like it's about enjoying it all the way through. It's about experiencing it all the way through. It's a little bit cheesy, so I didn't post that. I just posted team photo with a picture of the team. But it, yeah, just such a lovely sentiment and and something that is really important. It is not just about what, but how. Yeah. Fabiola, this has been incredible. I I really appreciate you you taking the time for this. Just kind of to wrap up and, and in closing, what do you do in your spare time? How do you, how do you blow off steam? How do you kind of enjoy the other things that you do in your life? Well, I do a bunch of things in my um, personal life, which you, which you are already aware of, but I, one of the things I love to do is to volunteer. So I volunteer with a charity called Healing Venezuela, as I mentioned before, which um, helps with different medical affairs and going on in, in Venezuela right now, we send medicines, we train doctors, and we also train people um, with stress management programs. Um, we do that on a regular basis. We have 14 programs spread out across the country. So I do a lot of work to support all the internal and external events that we have within the charity and primarily with, with obtaining things like grants and donations so we can keep up with the operations. It's something that I love and I dedicate a lot of time to. Um, I also am doing a master's in entrepreneurship and innovation that I started very recently. So I spend about eight hours a week doing that and I'm loving it. It's a really great exchange of, of information with a lot of people that have very different backgrounds. So I'm, I'm one of the only ones working, you know, at a very early stage on a, on a tech company. So it's, it's really cool to see what people in corporate companies think about specific things. And I, and I can talk a little bit about, you know, the things that we experience here and why does it work to be so agile and, and to be so driven to, towards innovation on an early stage. So I love that. Um, I obviously spend a lot of time with friends and family. I'm, I love languages, so I'm learning a language, Italian. A big part of my life, which I haven't mentioned as well, is running. So I run on a regular basis. And then now here's where John is laughing because we always come to the same point. Um, yeah, I do a lot of things on my, on my spare time. Some people ask me if I sleep. I do sleep <laughs> seven and a half hours every day. <laughs> I just, I just, I don't know, I just love taking you know taking every advantage of every opportunity i think moving to the uk was the best decision i ever made in my life i'm so happy that i did it moving to a test is probably there on top five um and yeah so i just try to take advantage of of, of every single opportunity um and now i'm training for the london marathon and it's been a very strong process heavy process because I've, I've struggled a lot with my trainings but i'm loving it and i can't wait to run awesome awesome the laughter is because of my consistent refusal to join you on the Attest Running Club. Um, <laughs> maybe one day, but, but that day is not today. <laughs> yeah. So Fabs, um, how, how can people follow you and, and contact you if they want to learn more about, about you and about Attest? So um, Attest's website is askattest.com. If you want to learn more about what we do, you can also check us out in Twitter or LinkedIn. Our Twitter handle is at ask a test and on LinkedIn you can just find us as the test my name is Fabiola da Silva 
which I'm sure John will post on LinkedIn as well, for those of you who cannot get it <laughs> from listening to it. And uh, yeah, so that's where probably you can find me and, and we can have a conversation. I try to be very active on LinkedIn as well. So always sharing thoughts on specific ads, brand stuff. I talk a lot about marketing. I talk a lot about the reports that we build here at Test on a regular basis. I love to attend events and I write wrap-ups of them um, very regularly. So yeah, very keen to, to keep up the conversation. And if you're interested in starting your career in sales, first of all, that's the best decision you can ever make. It's the best, it's the best career you can ever have. And second, I'm here to help you. So just, just ping me. Sounds good. Thank you so much. So there you have it. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Fabiola. You can get in touch with her via her LinkedIn profile in the show notes. If you have any feedback, any thoughts, any questions that you'd like us to ask our guests, or if there's someone you know that you think would be a great guest, please get in touch with us at findmeajob at exp-recruitment.com. Thank you and have a great day. Are you a CEO or sales leader with little or no time to coach your sales development team? Or is your expertise in areas other than sales? At eXp, we exist to help your sales development team to increase pipeline and grow your company exponentially. We dive into the trenches with sales individuals within your organization to coach them through the discomfort and excitement of cold calls and help them fully utilize the sales technology tools you have invested in. For more information on how eXp can help grow your organization, visit the website found in the bio. Exceptional coaching enables exceptional potential.